0: You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's news and insights podcast, Tax Wrap.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to Tax Wrap episode 58. Uh, Welcome uh, everyone, we're here with uh, Andy. Hi Steve. And Letty. Hi Steve. Hi guys, welcome back. Um, Now the federal government announced years ago, actually it was specifically in the 2013-14 federal budget, that it plans to make the reporting of property transactions uh, mandatory. Uh, this is yet to be enacted and put into play, but uh, in the meantime, the tax office seems intent to stretch its data-matching activities into the real property arena. And from early results, the numbers of property, tra- property transactions that it is examining seem staggering, uh, something like more than 11 million. Now, that's potentially half the population. Uh, so we're looking at substantial value being scrutinised. It's a, a scary thought. Uh, Andy and Letty, well, what are they doing? What is data-matching and should we be worried? I think one of the
0: things, data matching is an ongoing process of the tax office. It is a process whereby the, uh, one of the things we should note is that the Commissioner of Taxation has very wide powers to access information and as part of that uh, process they are able to obtain a lot of information from from all parties. Mm -hmm. Now, particularly in this particular case here with the data matching exercise that they're looking with respect to property transactions, that's... That's been ongoing, but they've released some information lately. That's you know specified that they're you know really going on the prowl for right. for these property transactions. Um, so they're cooperating yeah. with state uh, organisations. Absolutely, right there's Steve. So they're they're speaking to the state. So they're looking at land titles. There's they're looking at you know any any time that you sell a property, for example, there is you know stamp duty involved. Right. So they're getting those sorts of records. So there is a lot of information out there that they can access.
2: And just to give an idea of how broad and big this far-reaching program is going to be, um, this data matching program isn't only for this year or for next year or for last year, it's actually extending back to 20th September 1985 Gosh. and it's planned to take place until of uh, June 2017. The 80s. Yeah,
0: That's it goes right. back <laughs> to the 80s, it goes back to 1985, the year that uh, I think uh, uh, Marty McFly in his, uh <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Now,
2: Andy, what's the significance of 20th September 1985?
0: I think one of the things to note is that's when we go back to originally when CGT was first introduced. So 20th September 1985 is the magic date that's, you know, sort of ingrained for most tax people in their hearts. Mm. Um, So it is going back to the very start of CGT. GT, so the records go back. Whether people, you know, I mean, the authorities have those records, but whether you know, taxpayers themselves have the relevant records to
1: support, you know, well, all the necessary. That have to be very organised to have that sort of thing in their Absolutely. shoebox. But still, uh, it's a long way back, and so it's look, it's capital gains then that's the focus, is it? Uh, not necessarily, Steve. No? Not necessarily at all. So, Lady, can you explain a little bit for us? Yes.
2: Yeah, so basically, the like we alluded to before, this is an extremely. Uh, wide-ranging exercise. So the ATO is going to be getting information from all sorts of state and territory government agencies, and that includes rental bond authorities, as well as revenue and land title authorities. So yes, CGT is going to be a dominant player, so to speak, but they're also going to be looking at uh, rental income, okay. perhaps rental expenses, um, and in some cases they may be matching up uh, whether the... The landlords have actually properly reported all their um, rental income expenses, and also perhaps husband and wife uh, uh, partnerships, partnership, w- yeah, which own yeah, rental properties course, together, uh, whether yeah. they've uh, apportioned those re- income expense numbers uh, mm. uh, properly.
1: And of course, people may own more than one property, so it's oh, certainly, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, one of the things to to note is you know, sort of as, as we spoke about a little bit earlier, as Liddy said, you know, it is rental property. Bonds and also um, and transactions. I mean, the ATO hasn't actually fully indicated what they plan to do with that information. Oh so, so all they've done is they've said, for example, if we look back at, uh, they've said in their um, fact sheet was that during the fourteen fifteen year, um, they identified eight thousand cases where real property dealings had not been treated correctly, and they raised uh, additional one hundred sixty one million in, in revenue so it, they are looking at the transactions but you know who knows what they're doing with that uh, data as well because uh, these days you know sort of we hear the term big data and data mining it is mm. it is becoming very sophisticated now what they're doing in terms of being able to, to obtain this data you know and then you know, perform specific al- algorithms and, and testing to, to to isolate, you know, uh, a very narrow band of taxpayers. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and
2: and just to give another indication of how big this program is, you can see a bit of a pet of mine, just, just how wide these implications will reach. Um, in terms of the rental bond authorities, the ATO is estimating that they will get about one million records for each of those income years. Just from the rental bond authorities, Gosh. and then from the revenue and land title authorities, where they will get um, information about, you know, new acquisitions of land holdings or sales and other disposals of real property, they expect to get about thirty million records for each of those income
1: years. Oh, golly, what, what, what are specific tax issues? Are there with these sorts of uh, transactions? Yeah, there's
0: there's a myriad of tax issues out there. Um, I think you know, as we alluded to, you know, it's always the, the transactions, the CGTs, the the big one. Yep. You know whether you know taxpayers are are paying CGT correctly. Um, you know, often the case. You know, you. You will buy a home. You might treat it as your main residence, and you know, in those circumstances, you know, um, typically CGT won't apply. So, but they are looking at th- at those records as well, just to make sure that you know there might be instances where you know CGT might still apply. For example, if you've rented it out for a period of time and you haven't applied what they call the uh-huh. absence rule, that might be right. one instance where you might still have a bit of CGT applied to to, to that property. Yeah. Or there's a home office thing where you might have claimed that and sure. way That's back when. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, absolutely correctly. Correctly, right. um, so you might need to apportion that that CGT. So, so there's a myriad of issues there where you know sort of they will be having a closer uh, look at that as yeah. as well. And um, on the flip side as well, you know sometimes the other thing that we typically forget is you know uh, the GST side of things, particularly you know for your backyard developers, you know people who might say, well, look, you know I've got a decent sized block. I want to subdivide, I want to sell. So there's some of the issues as well. And in some of those instances, particularly in where you are building uh, new residential premises, uh, there is scope there for, for GST to apply. So the ATO might look and go, well, you know, why haven't you registered? Um, is there a need for you to register? Charge GST on the sale. So there, there's some of the issues that um, mm. that taxpayers might encounter if they haven't um, appropriately treated their uh, affairs correctly but for tax hey, purposes. Sorry, go on.
2: Another thing that our listeners might have noticed through the mass media over the past six months or so is that the government is really cracking down on uh, foreign residents or non-Australians really uh, who are properly, I- improperly dealing with Australian real property. Yep. So another area that the ATO may be focusing on with these records is whether our foreign residents are properly reporting their uh, rental income or uh, capital gains tax sale proceeds Mm. uh, from the Australian real property. Yeah,
1: yeah. What about from Taxpayers Australia's membership, Uh, have you been sort of finding anything coming from the membership base on this this sort of matters?
0: Yeah, I think one of the things, you know, sort of we speak to our members on a regular basis on on the helpline calls and, you know, some of the things that we do encounter is, as, as we noted some some of it's more to do with record keepings because sometimes the ATO might um, issue what's referred to as a default assessment so they might identify a property transaction that's occurred and, and then they say well hang on a sec you've you know you haven't recorded any capital gains tax or any capital gains taxing event for example uh, a disposal in in your tax return now we're going to issue you a default assessment based on this information from the, uh, uh, the state revenue officers um, can you please pay the tax? So we've had situations like that and sometimes our members struggle right. um, mainly because or our the clients of our members struggle because they don't have the necessary record keeping, particularly when it goes back to, oh, to back nineteen to the back to nineteen eighty five. So that's that's a real issue.
1: It, it you know, would be. To, so if you don't agree with the default assessment and you don't have the records, so are you up against the wall with,
2: well, with that the uh, the legal onus is on the taxpayer to prove the commissioner wrong right yeah, so that's okay. the that's the bottom line
1: right, yes. right. so
0: oh, so gosh. so so you know our members and particularly as tax agents and also our clients can be in a bit of a pickle you know in trying mm. to support you know their position, so it is it is quite important mm-hmm. that um, that you know if you do buy a property, um, that you maintain the, the the records to support you know these things as as and when later down the track you might sell a property. Yeah. yeah and yeah. on
2: the flip side, don't forget that the ATO isn't always the bad cop. This data matching program. Uh, might give you a bit of incentive to look through your own tax affairs for the last couple of years or get your tax agent to do so um, if you've had any significant real property transactions or entered into you know a new leases landlord or something along those lines just to make sure that everything is ship shape because don't forget that if you have made an honest mistake and you correct it voluntarily and let the ato know about it sure you may have to pay some outstanding tax that you had neglected to pay earlier but you're less likely to be hit with fines and penalties. Yeah,
1: no, good tip, exactly. Um, and
2: most of us, I think the most of us really want to do the right thing. It's just that sometimes it can be hard to do the right thing without all the right information. Well,
1: that's the thing. And who knows, it might be a deduction you didn't claim out. Oh, know.
0: absolutely, absolutely.
1: <laughs> that's a good tip. Well, what about preparing tax returns for property transactions and sales? What are some other uh, salient uh, good points to keep in mind?
0: Yeah, I think as we spoke about a little bit earlier, um, you know, it's either on the transaction side, so when it comes time to sell the property, and also, you know, when, if you do own it in a different capacity, such as as a, as a landlord. So, um, one of the things that we've come across that happens quite often is you know the the principal place of residence. You know people typically think, well, there won't be any tax on that, so I don't need to disclose it in the tax return. But one of the things that people need to to take note is that uh, you still need to declare that you know you've disposed of the property. Uh, so yes, a CGT event has occurred during that that year. However, the the capital gain is zero. So what might sound some uh, alarm bells uh, at uh, ATO HQ is that, um, you know, they might find out that, you know, you've sold the property during the year but you haven't necessarily disclosed it in your return.
1: Uh, Right. Then they might sort of think, oh, well, we should look at this guy's affairs. That's right. Okay. Good point. Good point. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Andy and Letty. This has been very informative. Um, Thank you, listeners. Uh, We'll be back next week. See you then. See ya.
2: See ya.